from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast Practitioner Brief, Thursday, January 12th, 2023. A busy, busy show. The first 12 days of this year have been nothing but busy for cybersecurity practitioners. In fact, it's taken me back to 2020, pre-COVID. If you guys all remember, we had a major Citrix vulnerability uh, that, that started really in January, uh, pre, pre really the spread of COVID and, 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 and lockdowns and everything else that happened thereafter. And, and, and it started to feel like it was a very, very busy year that year for cybersecurity practitioners, then COVID lockdowns work from home, and there the story goes. But this year is really starting off very, 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 very aggressive when it comes to cybersecurity. We're going to get into all of that on this morning's show. So let's grab our morning cup of coffee here in the States. If you're tuning in overseas, we do have a large overseas listing base. I'm actually got our analytics yesterday. So for everyone overseas where it's afternoon, grab your beer, grab your scotch, whiskey, whatever it is that you're enjoying. And coffee cup cheers. I believe it is time for two o'clock tea in England. If I'm not mistaken. All right. The FAA outage has no evidence of a cyber attack, according to the White House. Although they can't say what was the reason for the outage yesterday. Um, they were saying that it appears to be not a cyber uh, issue, um, but there is a full investigation underway. Um, I, I will say this. In a world fully interconnected with a bunch of software, something tells me this was a... Someone was patching something, and and, and there it was. Um, <laughs> and it kind of shut down the notice to air emissions, the no damn system. So that could very well have been the case. Um, and so we'll, we'll wait to see the full report uh, of the, the full results of the investigation from the Department of Transportation. Uh, Chrome 109 patches 17 different vulnerabilities. The new version of Chrome addresses 17 vulnerabilities, including 14 bugs reported by external researchers. Two of the important CVEs is CVE 2023 and 129 uh, both of which are used after free issues in the overview mode for one and a heap buffer overflow bug in the network service for the latter. Google says it paid bug bounties of $4,000 and $2,000 for these vulnerabilities. Um, so you want to make sure you get your Chrome updated. I'm not going to keep, like I said, um, I just want to get through these. Um, we, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today, so I want to be, be mindful of that. All right. Cisco is warning of an authentication bypass bug with public exploit and some of their end-of-life routers. So here's the deal. Cisco, a small business, has a bunch of routers that are end-of-life. Those are RV016, RV042, 042G082. They're all made by Kihu360 NetLab, Chinese-based. This flaw is CVE 2023-20025. was found in the web-based management interface of the Cisco small business. It's caused by improper validation of user input within Incoming HTTP packets unauthenticated attackers can exploit it remotely by sending a specially crafted HTTP request to vulnerable routers web-based management interface. And by that, they would bypass authentication. That would give them rude access. They can chain it to another vulnerability, CVE 2023-2002, also disclosed by Cisco, where they can execute arbitrary commands on the underlying operating system. If you're using these routers, they're end-of-life. They're not being supported. And these are fairly old routers. Chances are someone has these in their small business where a router is, I buy it once and I never have to replace it. 
type of uh, approach. So if you're an MSP and MSSP, if you're uh, working IT, uh, you want to get these routers out of your environment as soon as humanly possible. Mind you, they're going to be scanning for these routers. They're going to be looking for them, and they'll take advantage of them as well. A sophisticated DARPing APT tar is targeting government and military organizations across the world. Uh, cybersecurity firm Group IB is raising the alarm on a newly identified APT actor that's targeting government and military organizations in Asia and Europe. Between June and December of 2022, Dark Pink successfully breached military and government agencies, religious organizations, and nonprofit organizations. The targets were located in a very interesting part of the world. By the way, they all have kind of some few very common things. Bosnia, uh, Cambodia, Indonesia, Malaysia, Philippines, and Vietnam. During the same period, the group also launched a cyber attack against the European State Development Agency based in Vietnam. The TTPs used by the threat actors are rarely utilized by previously known APT groups such as execution of malware triggered by a file tap association, in addition to DLL sideloading. Darkpink is using PowerShell scripts and custom information stealers like Kuki and C uh, and Stealer, which is C, and Trojan's Kami, uh, Kami Kaka Bod and Telepower Bod that can infect USB drives connected to the victim's machine and relies on the Telegram API for communication with the infected devices. Darkpink APT's primary goals are to conduct corporate espionage, steal documents, capture the sound from the microphone of infected devices, and exfiltrate data from messengers. The group also uses job application-themed spear phishing emails containing a shorthand link, luring victims into downloading a malicious ISO image. The APT appears to be scanning online job vacancy portals for relevant information to be tailored in the emails sent to victims. Obviously, there's uh, advanced APT here. Uh, no association yet. Unsure whether this what country this APT comes out of, but based on some of this stuff, I wouldn't be surprised if it's China. The UK Royal Mail has halted international service after a cyber attack. So you know how they said if email ever goes down, you can go back to regular mail? Well, even regular mail uses technology. And the Royal Mail, which is the UK's leading mail delivery service, their equivalent of the USPS, has stopped its international shipping services due to severe service disruption caused by what it described as a cyber incident. While delivery and collection services across the UK have been unaffected by the incident, the company advises customers to hold export times while the issues are resolved as they cannot be dispatched to overseas destination. The incident, which was dis uh, detected yesterday, um, keeps the UK domestic mail un un unaffected but has affected their international service, meaning there could be two different systems that they use there, and the uh, international system was the one that was uh impacted by this the royal mail has said that items that have already been delivered might be subject to delays and added that the parcel force worldwide service hasn't been disrupted their import operation continues to perform at full service with some minor delays um, and parcel force worldwide export service are still operating to all international destinations through customers though customers should expect delays of one to two days probably in order to implement their business continuity plan while they serve this they have not revealed the nature of the incident but nonetheless Traditional mail impacted by a cyber incident. Almost too funny uh, or ironic. I don't know which one we would pick for this one. A scattered spider hackers are using old Intel drivers to bypass security on devices. A financially motivated threat actor tracked a scattered spider was observed uh, attempting to deploy Intel Ethernet diagnostic drivers in a BYOVD, bring your own vulnerable device driver, sorry, attack to evade detection from EDR products. The BYOVD technique involves threat actors using a kernel mode driver known to be vulnerable 
to exploits as part of their attack to gain higher privileges in Windows. Because device drivers have kernel access to the operating system, exploiting a flaw in them allows threat actors to execute code with the highest privileges in Windows. CrowdStrike saw this new tactic right after the publication of the cyber intel firm's previous report on scattered cyber spider at the start of last month. According to CrowdStrike, the hackers attempted to use the BYOVB method to bypass Microsoft Defender for Endpoint and Palo Alto Cortex's XDR as well as Sentinel-1. CrowdStrike reports that the scattered spider threat actor was seen attempting to exploit CV-2015-229-01, a high-severity vulnerability in the Intel Ethernet diagnostics driver that allows an attacker to execute arbitrary code with kernel privileges using specially crafted calls. Although this vulnerability was fixed in 2015, by planning an older, still vulnerable version on the breach devices, the threat actors can leverage the flaw no matter what update the victim has applied to the system. And so it never goes away and they only get more creative. You know, as we get further ahead in solving all the, the, the CVEs from like 2019, 2021, 2022, now 2023, they're like, let's go back to 2015 and see if something's hanging there. So, and they found it. And... um this is a long-standing Windows issue, obviously. Um, and um, when when Apple uh, Microsoft's got to do something about this, period. I mean, I, I don't know what, but something has to be done um, around this kind of stuff. Um, last month, we reported that the Guardian suffered a ransomware attack. Now, the Guardian is confirming that the threat actors' response behind the ransomware attack stole employee data. Uh, according to them, there was a phishing uh, campaign is how they got in and they were able to uh, steal 1,500 employees' data around the world, sensitive PII, with 90% of the victims being in the UK. Uh, all the UK staff is affected by this. The spokesman confirmed that employees' name, addresses, national insurance numbers, government identity documents, and salary details were all compromised. The company added it had no reason to believe the personal data of readers and subscribers had been accessed, nor does it believe that the attackers accessed the personal data of staff in the U.S. or Australia. Um, so there's that. And Twitter claims that the leaked data of 200 million users is not stolen from their system. Twitter is finally addressing the 200 million user database that's being posted online as saying this is in our database. It wasn't stolen from us. Uh, Twitter has an official response on the Twitter support uh, handle. The fly enabled attackers to link email addresses, phone numbers. This was supposed to be tied to a previous one, um, but this data set wasn't obtained by exploiting the patched vulnerability, and it couldn't be correlated with any previous reported incident of any type originating from the exploitation of Twitter systems. None of the data says, said analyzed contained passwords or information that could lead to passwords being compromised, meaning this could have just been a someone trying to leverage all the news around Twitter um, to uh, put together a whole bunch of data and put it out there. As, as appears what they're kind of unofficially saying. So there's that as well. That's it for our show for this week, folks. We'll be back with a whole lot more on Monday. Have a great rest of your day. Enjoy your weekend. We'll be back Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern, live right here on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter. 9.30, we have the reboot on the CyberHub Podcast LinkedIn page, the CyberHub Podcast Facebook page, and the CyberHub Podcast Twitch channel. You can go and catch it all there. Until then, great rest of your day. And most importantly, gentlemen and ladies, stay cyber safe. 
We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.